Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talent here. While we're in our mid-season hiatus, I thought you might enjoy hearing the first episodes of the shows we've done crossovers with for the first half of Season 5. The Earth Collective is a sci-fi audio drama delivered as a first-hand account from the eyes of Joseph Crane, humanity's last historian, as he attempts to chronicle their survival in rolling cities known as the Collective, fleeing from a malicious entity only found on the dark side of the planet. Here's the first episode of The Earth Collective. Hello, my name is Joseph Crane, and I'm one of mankind's last historians. If you're hearing this recording, that means uh, I succeeded. I broadcast today from my own personal quarters. I converted it into what used to be called a radio station. What I'm doing here today is chronicling mankind's history. What happened before and what's happening now. I'm not even sure of the point of all this. I don't even know if it'll ever be heard. I'm not even sure that it's being recorded and picked up. It's not like there's anything on this planet that can understand this, but maybe it'll be found later by someone that comes long after we're gone, and I don't want us to be forgotten. I think it's important that our history is logged, because someday when we are all gone and there's nothing left, we can be remembered. And I I understand that there are books with our history that have been written down, but those books are with us. They're in a caravan, writing in our collective here on the ground. And I can't help but wonder, what if those are lost? What if the vehicle, the, the depository that they're in, what if that breaks down? What if we lose it, or if it breaks and then we can't fix it by the time the encroaching darkness comes on us? And then, I mean... Yeah, we could probably pick it up next cycle, but we all know that it would be ripped to shreds, and nothing in there would be be savable. The reason that I'm doing it this way and not writing a book, not only to stop it from being destroyed, but because I'm uploading it to one of our satellites, or one of our ancestors' satellites, Orbiter 1. I've been told that it records anything that's transmitted on this frequency, so I'm hoping that it picks it up, that someday it's hurt. 
Orbiter 1 is part of the satellites that were launched by the second generation and landed on this planet 500 years ago, about, give or take. And they say that it's, uh, it's still running, that it, it has its own solar panels, and that uh, it could run for a thousand years. I hope they're right, because otherwise, speaking these words just to a black void, not to be heard by anyone. I seriously doubt that there's anybody around here in our camp or in our caravan that's going to be listening to this, so I'm not doing this for them. They know what's happening. They're here and they're living it with me. This is for whoever comes after and wants to hear our story. It's for you. For you to know what happened to us. I'm going to give you a quick overview, a background of who I am and how I'm doing this to start off. Uh, as I said, my name is Joseph Crane. I live in uh, segment 13 of the caravan. I was born and raised as a traveler. I've been on the road my whole life. I'm broadcasting this on a, uh, a small transceiver that I have that I, I had to trade a lot of credits and a lot of rations for. But it was worth it. I'm recording this with a little handheld recorder that I found and uh, I fixed myself. I'm recording this in my personal quarters, like I said. I do this at the end of the day, after I've done my duties, after I've fixed what I've needed to fix, because I am a mechanic by trade, low level. I fix small things, I change tires, fix lines, locks, all that kind of stuff, it's nothing, nothing big. And that's okay, because that gives me time to do this. Unfortunately, though, I only have one battery. I am only able to record for about 15 minutes at a time before it dies, and it takes quite a long time to recharge after it's dead. I recharge it with a small solar panel that I found. I could get in a lot of trouble if they found that I was using a solar panel just for myself, but I don't care. It's worth it. And like I said, I, I seriously, I, I don't think that anybody's listening to this in the camp, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to be long gone before anybody finds this recording. I don't want us to be forgotten, and I think it's worth it. I want to explain a bit of our history uh, as, as a race, as mankind. We came a long time ago from a planet called Earth. That's why we're called the Earth Collective. Most of what I do know is legends that are told around fires and in communal meals. And I don't know the details of what happened, but I do know that something happened to Earth. Something was going was going wrong and the planet was dying. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. 
Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Our ancestors had to leave. And they didn't have a whole lot of time, that I do know. They threw together what spacecraft they could get assembled in time, and they left. They didn't have enough time to make ones that had enough space for everything. They pretty much had food, water, and people. So whatever happened before Earth's collapse is forgotten, as far as I can tell. Maybe there are records of it somewhere, but they're not with us, not in the caravans. And even after that, even after they left Earth, it's most of it is legend and hearsay and rumors, because... I haven't been able to find any history books. Most of them are locked in the depositories, kept away from us normal people, I guess. So I can't access them. I just, I can talk to the people that have read them and pick their brains and try to get them, convince them to tell me. But most of the time they they don't even bother because they, they think, why? What do I need to know? I'm going to die anyways, right? After they left Earth, they kept flying. They just... They picked a direction, as far as I can tell. They didn't know where to go. They didn't have any plans. They didn't have a planet picked out. And they just picked a direction, and they flew through space. They just kept going and going. And They expected it only to take one generation to find a, a planet. But the, the weird thing about it is, every record that I've ever been able to scratch up shows that their, their life expectancy was double ours. This was about 80 years old. See, the average life expectancy. Uh, some legends say that some of them even live to be over 100, but that's, that's up to you whether you want to believe that or not. But it didn't take one generation. It took three. After the first generation, they realized that that was going to take a long time, and I think much of the people were put into a thing called cryostasis, where people are essentially frozen. That way they, they don't eat much much food, much nutrients to stay alive. They just are. I don't know all the small details, but I know it wasn't easy. They lost a lot of people to starvation and sickness. And on the way here, they lost about half of who they left with. I don't have any solid numbers because I don't have any records they almost missed this planet too, but legend goes that one of their last few functioning sensors picked up some water on this planet. And somebody, I don't know his name, I don't know her name, their name, uh, somebody noticed that the sensor was going off and they convinced whoever was in charge to send a scouting ship to the planet and 
story goes, they, they had only a few left, so it took a lot of convincing, but they were able to, to get a scouting ship down here. <laughs> it looked like a nice planet back then. I mean, yeah, it looks like a nice one now. Yeah, water, plants, was, you could breathe, they could breathe. It seemed great. They radioed back and they the brought them all down. It didn't go well. They had troubles lining their ships because they were in such disarray of being in space for so long without repairs. They lost half the people in landing. None of the ships could take off again. I mean, they were barely flying as it was. So they landed at Nah when they collected themselves. They buried their dead. Legend says that they cannibalized the ships that they landed and they tore them all apart and used those pieces to start a new life, to build vehicles, to build buildings, to build all the things that they would need. It's generally considered that uh, the time after that, it was peaceful. It didn't stay that way. Uh, oh. My battery's dying. I don't have much time left on this charge, so I'm gonna finish it up. I'm gonna stop transmitting and then uh, I'm gonna get this puppy charging back up again. And I'll be back whenever I can when I have enough juice to, to keep telling our story. So I hope the rest of my messages get uploaded. I hope I hope that you can hear the rest of them. Joseph Crane, signing off.